Some movies are highbrow, some movies are lowbrow. Welcome to Highbrow Lowbrow. I'm Cooper Gagan. I'm Josh Kirschenbaum. Normally, we pick a topic and discuss two. Ah, oh, shit. All right. Fucked it up again? Okay. I, d- 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 so, if you'll. This I, is no, the show is I, called. I'm going to do it. Okay. I'm, right. I'm, okay. I'm, I just. I, my, I, fumbled, I fumbled in my mouth, Josh. Hey, man. Uh, Prove it. We should <laughs> put up or shut up, man. Yeah. Welcome to. You no, know, Highbrow Lowbrow. Each week, we pick a topic and discuss two films that fit that topic. One Highbrow Lowbrow. Except for this week, we are doing a Nobrow in which we have a list of topics that we want to talk about. Casual chat. Yep. Free chat. It's a free, free topic. It's like a free topic essay that you got in uh, high school. Yeah. Yeah. Where they're just like, write some shit. Yeah. Sounds yeah. good. Write some shit down. Do good. Do it good. Cooper, what's on the, t- what's on the docket today? What are we talking about? Uh, first one we're talking about what is a movie? What is a movie? Baby, this don't hurt me. What is a uh, movie? This is a question that was inspired by a friend of the pod, friend in real life. Uh, past future, actually, past, past a future actual guest. Past future guest, Michael Slater. Yeah. And his infuriatingly stupid, uh, on Letterboxd, he logs anything he can. So Letterboxd, we mentioned before, it's social media, website, and app for movies, keeping track of your movies, breaking down by stats, that kind of thing, and, reviews. Yeah, and we got all got in obsessive we all got obsessed with trying to lock every single movie we'd ever seen right. on letterbox and i'm pretty sure at this point we've all achieved that yeah as best as i haven't actually it's been months since i've actually come across a movie i forgot to log as as having seen yeah it's been a while for me too so but the problem is we can't actually compare each other's like stats because michael will log episodes of looney tunes <laughs> special features on dvd like two minute long videos in t- tv shows that are have multiple seasons in them even though they were originally miniseries uh every episode of love and death and robots he logs as an individual movie which is insane because that is not a film right and then then last week i watched this uh really cool surf it's a surf movie called thundercloud which mm-hmm. is about this i'll say for, I'll, i'm gonna recommend it but um it is like it's a cool surf movie, but I then I tried to log it on Letterbox because it's feature length and it's yeah. essentially a documentary, mm-hmm. and it didn't allow me to. I was like, this is not a movie. This feature length, essentially documentary, and then the Looney Tunes or the special the special features on the uh, DVD of Lord of the Rings are loggable. Right, which is infuriating. It's so they're not. Look, if you want an app that keeps track of all that shit, fine. And honestly, if Letterbox, Letterbox should just let you log them, but then they have them not show up in your movie stats. You should have w- special features. I want TV. Oh yeah, and then I also want TV box. Yeah, that'd be helpful. You yeah. Just like keep track and log and know what you like and and what you've seen and show other people and that kind of like it's and see your stats. That's great. But like now, fucking Michael has ruined everything. Yes. <laughs> uh, but but the, it raises the question of what is a movie? What is a movie? What count? And then because then, yeah, hmm? so I was gonna say it, it's a question that like. You know, I think we're kind of grappling with as streaming has yeah, taken over exactly. and things are no longer released. Like, what's a TV movie versus a movie? What's TV versus movies? Yeah, because I think traditionally there, it's like it's got to be eighty-seven minutes long, right? It's got to be released in a theater. It had to be released in a theater for the Academy. Yeah, it was a certain yeah. length. Uh, I don't. It doesn't have to be eighty-seven minutes, but it has to be over. I thought there there is a time limit though. The, so the, a short film is forty minutes or below, according to the Academy. Oh, okay. If you're over forty, by oh, but, dot, but do you have to be eighty-seven count. to get into a theater? I don't think so because like Space Jam's like under eighty seven oh, things like that. So. There's like re- like really short. There are like really short movies out there. I mean, uh, Petite Maman, which I saw, a French movie, uh, which was beautiful, is like uh, like seventy minutes. Oh, okay. Uh, well, anyways, I saw that. I saw that at the Land uh, R.I.P. My favorite theater. It's gone forever. I'm very sad. I guess maybe it's just like it's rare for a movie to be shorter than ninety. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it, we, we're kind of in this time where we really actually have to think about what is a movie versus what versus tv what and is a movie versus a video online yeah you know? and is it because it seems most so much about the categorization of films media is about length yeah because comedies are always half hour mm-hmm. for tv yeah uh dramas are always an hour for yeah. tv um with like a little bit it, with a little bit of fuckery because we, depending on whether you have commercials or not yeah yeah and also like we know we know you know you got your your homecomings your orange the new black your desperate housewives the whatever yeah they're, they're kind of like push the yeah we, we actually give us have a, talked about that before yeah yeah give us a fucking break you know what we're talking yeah about. okay um and then there's short films and then a movie is you know roughly 90 minutes although yeah. it's not at all released it, up until you know some recently there was 
until, up until streaming, you know, it was it was it was released in theaters. It was a movie, and if it was released on TV first, it was a TV movie, and that was different. And TV movies were garbage for a long time. Like not pretty, not always. They, I'm not saying they were all bad. I'm saying they were lower status. Yes, they were. Yes, they were seen as lower status. Certain, absolutely. I think that you look back over the years, and there's some that are like pretty well remembered. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of them had the kind of after school special or, or like the lifetime, Johnny Tsunami or like lifetime movies. Yeah, yeah, the Hallmark movies that they just churn out. Yeah. You know, um, which I you know, good for them. Not my, not my tempo. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what's the movie? Yeah. Cause Cooper, I, movie? Okay. So at its at its core, I mean, there's the difference between movie and TV, which is that TV is episodic. episodic. That's very important. Yeah. So that's that's like a hard a hard difference that it's easy to see. Yeah. And I guess th- what we're really ha- like kind of haggling about is the the length of single episode pieces of content. Yeah. So it's like there's. You know, there's like 40 minute docs and stuff that I guess that's like that's a short 30 film. for 30s. Uh, so you can log 30 for 30s. Right. Um, the, but those I would say are those are part of a series of documentaries like those I think are move. Those are hour long TV. They're hour long movies that like air on TV. They're not like part of this. That, that sounds like a TV show, Josh. It's like a ser- no, <laughs> but they're, they're completely unrelated to each other. It's just and it's an anthology. What about an anthology though? Okay, so that's the thing. So like something like Twilight Zone, like you know, has a writers' room. They create these episodes. The whole idea is different things. Is the is between thirty for thirty system? It's like an imprint of like different documentarians, yeah. different ideas. Okay, but here's here's the interesting test case: yeah. is Into the Dark, American Horror Stories. So because I'd say Into the Dark is like a series. They build themselves as a series of movies, right? Because they're over an hour long. They're yeah. like an hour and a half. They're like, they're feature- like eighty-eight minutes. Yeah. yeah, they're like you know a short feature length. Yeah. And the American Horror Stories is episodic. It's, it's an anthology. It's an anthology. It's an anthology, but it's like the same format. Yeah. It's just that those episodes are under an hour. So that's it. so it's interesting because I log uh, episodes of Into the Dark on. Uh, um, on Letterbox, mm-hmm. and part of that is because they themselves say this is a movie. This yeah. is a movie. Uh, where this is an imprint we're putting on these movies. That they're each individual movies, though. Whereas American Horror Story says we are a TV show. Yeah, there's some sort of part of it. I'm like listening to the creators themselves. Also, this is story. This is stories, not stories. Story. Yeah, sorry, that's right. Yeah. American Horror Stories. Mm-hmm. Um, although a very frustrating thing on Letterbox is that if it's a mini series, they'll let you log it. Uh, but the problem is a lot of shows now start out as saying it'll be a miniseries or have they ones. aren't. Yeah. Right. So you can log the Netflix Cowboy Bebop series. Or like Big Ol' Lies. Yeah, which and then they did a sequ- a second season of Big yeah. Lies. You can log Loki, that's how many or you can log all the Marvel shows and a lot of those are getting new seasons. Yeah, and I feel like that's even even if they didn't get a new season well, this is also just like an app. Right. Like, yeah, this, this is, is this is not like a canonical they're not the canonical definition of what a movie is. Right, 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 right. But I think it is, but it is a question that comes up more with streaming. Yeah, and it's fu- it's fuzzy. Like you said, the end of the dark kind of tests the rule a little bit. Mm-hmm. Thirty for thirty kind of tests the rule in a similar way. Yeah, and it used to be like if you saw it in a theater, you knew it was a movie. Right, that was it. But now, now it's theaters kind of aren't as much of a thing anymore. And uh, there's also like the like straight to there's the like the like straight to SVOD stuff and then uh, streaming video on demand. Yeah. Um, and there's also the like the co-release. What, what do you call it? The day and day, day, and day. the day and date yeah, releases. Yeah, and so so like. I know with Netflix. Do we have to explain what day and date is? It, when it comes out on the same day and date on streaming and in theaters. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yes, I guess uh, <laughs> that's my way of saying yes. Okay. Um, so like Netflix used to do with the movies they wanted to qualify for the Oscars, they would obviously they'd release them on Netflix, but they do like qualifying runs. Yeah. You know, a very a common thing. You just uh, you know you you pick a city and you run it there for like um, you know for like two a week. There's like a rule for the academy. To reply, you have a movie has to be in theaters, and they have specific like how many theaters, how many days, how many cities, whatever. Yeah. So a lot of times, what people will do will have a qual- qualifying run, you know, in like December or something, and then even though they're not going wide with the movie until January, it happens with Oscar movies all the time, and mm-hmm. Netflix would do that, uh, but they would do it in you know like a qualifying run in early November and then drop it on net. Like they did it with the Irishman. Yeah. You know, and I think uh, Beast of No Nation. Um, yeah. But now the academy, I think they changed the rules for COVID. They may be changing back, but like where it was just a movie. The streaming movies counted. Yeah. Okay. I'm like formulating an idea about this. Okay. Okay. So if you're thinking about like medi- medium, mm-hmm. like a, like what a medium in fine art. Yeah. You're like your painting, your photography, your whatever. It's all based on the way you experience it. Yeah. Um, and also like what it what it looks like when you see it. Yeah. Um. So like a, I'm I'm thinking of like watching watching like an SVOD of a theatrical release movie is like looking at a photo of a painting. Okay. So is that I guess that doesn't but looking at a photo of a painting doesn't make it not a painting not a painting but, but it's also a photo yeah but what it but then yeah now but now I'm thinking of like 
I, it, okay, maybe this isn't a perfect metaphor. It's, it's like, is the experience of watching it in a theater and being designed to watch in the theater part of what makes it a movie? And if so, do none of these streaming things belong in the category of movies? Is it just that we're missing a third term? Interesting. Because, you know, I think not a lot of movies are designed for theaters anymore. Right. You have, like, big like but big blockbusters kind of just because of what they're filming. You know, you have stuff like... Uh, uh, you know, Avatar or whatever. You know, it's yeah. very much like we're trying to show you a big, a, a spectacle that is will specifically be heightened by, or like people say that about Top Gun, which we'll get to in a yeah. little bit, um, with the sound. Uh, yeah, uh, and Roma, strangely enough, actually does a lot of stuff with the Dolby surround sound, which was built for a theater, even so though it was a Netflix. That's movie. what I was going to say is that because um, there are, there is more to a theater than just that the screen is bigger. Right. It is bigger, which is a huge difference. Yes. But then there's also they have like whatever eleven point. To surround systems, yeah, which is very different from even surround sound in a home theater, in like a nice home theater. Exactly, they have it's a lot more speakers. There's a lot more going on with the mixing. Yeah, and that is just an an experience that you cannot replicate. And you could make an argument that watching a movie that is mixed, that is audio mixed for a theater on your surround sound, even even on your like fancy surround sound home theater, is you know like watching looking at a photo of a painting. Yeah, I think that's interesting. It's it's hard because I I don't. Think either one of us has a real answer here. I think we, as an entire society, are kind of, I wouldn't say struggling with this question, but yeah. we're thinking about it. I will also we're being say, challenged. I think part of the problem is it stems from what we were talking about how there was a stigma of TV movies that TV movies were low status, working and acting in TV movies was lower status. Mm -hmm. So then the idea of not classify saying that something is not a film is insulting to it, right? Which I don't think should be true. It's it's a medium. It's not a value judgment. Like right. calling something TV versus calling something a movie doesn't make it worse. It's really that's a problem with the way we. That's a problem with us as audiences. Is not a problem with right. like the, this categorization. Like these mm -hmm. categorizations are useful beyond status. And I think culturally we've gotten to a point where we're not ascribing that status to it anymore. And but we still have these things where it's important, using quote marks, to figure out like the for, for the, the Oscars. Oscars. The, Oscars the Oscars is the big, is the big one. one. Oscars and the Emmys. Yeah. yeah, and it's less it's less the TV movie divide. Yeah, it's more the TV movie feature movie divide. Exactly, because I think TV movies do still exist. Yeah, so like bad education, or like, so like like uh, HBO does them mostly. Yeah, and I mean there are Lifetime and Hallmark. Right. So like, should Lifetime and Hallmark movies be eligible for? It wouldn't matter. They're not going to show up at the Oscars. Yeah. Um, or should all of those other movies? I mean, should there just be a different Oscar, like a different award show for stuff that's on TV? Yeah. I I think practically in the real world there shouldn't because it would just it kind of like mm -hmm. it would just hurt it would just hurt you know discourse about these movies. Yeah. But it, on like on paper. There probably should just be a third one because it is yeah. a just intrinsically different medium. I mean, we might just, I mean, maybe the solution is you just drop the TV movie classification from the Emmys because right now there's a category miniseries or movie. Yeah. Maybe just drop that and just have it be series. And what makes the Emmys special is its episodic content. I, and what makes the, uh, um, um, or I guess if it's broadcast originally on a thing because, you know, you still have Emmys for like primetime news and stuff. And the Oscars. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and like live shows. Yeah. Uh, and then movies are just any filmed content that is, a single unit, yeah. like a two-hour movie. But then, you know, are are the Marvel movies a very long TV show that it releases two hours every six oh, months for the past twelve years, or even any <laughs> franchise? Right, exactly, because that's that's episodic. episodic. Harry Potter is episodic, right? I mean, I, Lord I, of the Rings is episodic. Star Wars, they literally say episode. Yeah, it's true. Homer, <laughs> you know. So is that should that get Emmys? That would be. I would. I would just for like the Schadenfreude. I would fucking love it if the Oscar, if the Star Wars movies were up for Emmys. <laughs> well, it's really funny because like there's been this whole. Uh, I mean, this is not my original idea, but there's a whole thing of like you know a lot of people say like oh I consider my show, uh, you know I don't consider it like a TV show. It's a movie split up into seven episodes. Right, which is parts. stupid because that's buying into that value judgment of TV versus movie. Right, exactly. Like we call and but like the thing is, I mean, there's always the thing that Marvel is you know, a very, is basically movies as TV show. Yeah. Or maybe there's, maybe it, that's a new genre. That's a new medium. Is what just franchise? What, whatever, what Marvel is doing. <laughs> well, that funny, this would solve the problem because every time there's a Marvel movie that's like kind of good, the Marvel fans, and we'll get, we'll talk about fandom later, Marvel fans get really angry that it doesn't win award. Like there's this whole backlash that Spider-Man wasn't nominated for an Oscar last year for Best yeah. Picture. But like, hey, maybe just create a whole new awards for the Yeah, for the like movies. it's not like, because, okay, here. The, Mar here, the Marvs. The Marv. No, but here's like a fun, like you could it's not a movie. It's like super long form. It's like a super long form episodic content yeah. is what they are. Yeah. Because it's on like a 20 year scale. It, it is. Everything is feature length and they're like quasi 
like quasi serialized. Yeah. I mean, that is, you can, I think you can make a solid argument that that is a different media from film and it's also not TV because you don't watch it on a TV. You I mean, can watch it on TV, but it's not designed to be watched on TV. I mean, I would be okay if, especially in the sake of board show, we did create that, the super long form category. Yeah. And then it's just Marvel, DC, and Harry Potter, and Star Wars. Maybe all the franchise. I would actually like that a lot. That would kind of solve a lot of problems. It's kind of the MTV Movie Awards, but that, but actually have, like, let the Academy vote on it too. Don't call it the Oscars. Call it the, the Soupies. Yeah, and it's better than the MTV because it's like, it's not a judgment based on, like, like artistic quality mm-hmm. it is basically is just based on format right yeah i think i think we fixed it yeah we, we did solved it. it shit yeah uh we need a catchier name than super long form <laughs> super long form actually super long form is kind of cool i think so yeah. yeah it's like super like uh super heavyweight yeah <laughs> cruiser way cruiser way cruiser form cruiser form <laughs> the cruisies the cruise oh, wait that's something else <laughs> And then, uh, but funny is Tom Cruise could probably win a couple. Oh of yeah, he went to some cruises. Oh yeah, because funny, funny. Al, it's Al Pacino and Tom and, and, and Tom Cruise winning them all. And funny, I feel like the thing that would happen is if you did the super long form like category is you'd still have the thing where Marvel might not like win them all. The Marvel fans would still get upset because you'd have like the Thinking Man blockbusters. I know, well, like the the Mission Impossible's, the Top Guns. Yeah. Uh, oh man, it would be fun to see them do battle, and then also it would be fun to see like. If some for some reason PT Anderson gets into super long form, yeah, and then all of a sudden he's like up against the Marvel shit, right? <laughs> I like it, and this all really works. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, if can we can we will this work to? Hey, Warhawks, <laughs> Warhawks, if you're out there, help us coin super long form for a new genre for these long franchises. Yeah. Um, okay. Next topic. <laughs> Are we good? Yeah, I mean, I think we solved we solved <laughs> cinema. Um, okay, so. This it probably makes sense to naturally segue into some of our other topics, but because this is the order they're listed, and because I think this is a funny uh, uh, segue, our next topic is Weeble stuff. Yeah, it was from, stuff? from what is a movie to things that are definitely not, not movies. Movie. Weeble stuff and E bombs world and things like they're the old. Remember those websites? It's early internet, early internet, early two thousands, mid two thousands. We're like I guess like mid earlier, like the yeah. middle the middle ages of the internet. Yeah. So this web two, I think. Yeah. Um, and it was. Uh, I don't know. It was a web, but they were these like videos, and it was just sort of like really irreverent, silly, they're often all, cute, especially with Weeble stuff. Flash and they're all flash based, right? Just like goofy, like crowdsourced flash animated, not crowdsourced, but like anyone could do like Newgrounds. Yeah, these two, just like weird comedy shorts, animated ones. That I people mean, just upload. And that's the other one, like Homestar Runner. Yeah, was oh, a big was one. A huge one. Yeah, because um, they're all like a lot of them. Were, there's some like Homestar Runner was serialized, and it was also that was back when things would just appear on their own websites. Right. Yeah. You watch Homestar Runner on the Homestar Runner website. It wasn't yeah. like on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Weeble stuff was all on Weeble stuff. Yeah. Although now everything is just on YouTube. Yeah. And um, but it's this really specific style of the flash animation style, which is yeah. like kind of shittily animated, <laughs> but then there's also some fun innovation within that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just sort of like a thing. I mean, I'm sure there's still people animating good content on YouTube. I think YouTube has like a very deep like fan base. There's like a lot of stuff on there, like creators that like I'm not super into YouTube. There's like a few people I follow and watch. You know, yeah, like been with Babish. I like and um, I like, like that. Uh, Colin Furs. Have you ever seen that one? Mm-hmm. He's like an inventor and he just makes goofy shit. Oh, that's fun. Some of them like movie stuff where he make like working. Um, uh, like laser sword beam No, they're the claws from X-Men. Oh, yeah. Those uh, are, they're just claws. Why Why am I blanking on Wolverine. Walking, working Wolverine claws like shoot out of his hand. That's cool. And then he made like a uh, like a jet-powered bike. Stuff like that. Cool. It's fun. Yeah. Um, also not movies. No. <laughs> just like we've also... Anyway, it just... It, it seems like it might be fun to just like reminisce a little bit about that, that very irreverent stage weird it was a really weird it was like alt comedy well, almost yeah it was like all, it was like it was like all animation yeah alt comedy because well that was kind of like a time when not everyone was on the internet it was yeah. still mostly young people and kind of still mostly kind of nerds yeah so like being online and getting into the and then pre-meme even i feel like it was this stuff was there before like the term meme was transferred over to internet stuff yeah um and it was just kind of, or, or it was back when memes were just like one specific. Oh, it was image, just the, image the, macros. Yeah, it was just the white text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know the, the word is like a, um, it's a biological term. Yeah, it's like a copy. Richard Dawkins, like uh, um, the selfish gene. It's like it's like it's like yeah, it's just like a, th- a a specific gene that like propagates well. Yeah, it's like from like Mimeo or whatever, like that yeah. same pre pre prefix. Yeah, yeah, interesting. 
Um, we smart. We smart. Yeah, but but also Weevil stuff. Also, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> Badger, 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 <laughs> Badger, Badger, Badger is great. Uh, large, Magical Trevor. Magical Trevor. Narwhals. 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 Narwhals swimming through the ocean. Uh, Lardman. The Adventures of Lardman. Oh, is that the Batman one? No, it's just well, like, like a, what's the the Batman and Spiderman or whatever. Oh, I'm oh Batman Batman Spiderman. Oh, it's Bat Batman B A M A N. Yeah, and Spiderman. Oh yeah, Bat Batman Spiderman is so cute. It's so great. Like, I I guess. Everything once gets popular just becomes the same shit, you know. Like, yeah. so like now YouTube, it's very creator driven. It's a lot of vlogs, really like you know, like just very, lifestyle stuff, uh, yeah, cooking stuff, well, like dumb aspirational stuff. Yeah, people just talking at a camera, whatever. But like, there was a kind of little moment where like very weird and like different creators were happening. Well, there's a lot of indie animation, which now yeah. there's like not an outlet for indie animation like that. I mean, yeah. I guess there is. It's there's just probably YouTube. still stuff on YouTube that does that, but it's not really the dominant. A dominant force in internet culture. Yeah, and also, I mean, Flash animation stopped being oh, Flash yeah. stopped being supported by yeah. Adobe, right? Yeah, yeah, that was and stopped being supported on like iOS and things. And yeah, and then just the general move from you, your computer to your phone as your primary connection to content, I think, was a huge thing, uh, uh, especially for a younger generation than us, like a half generation behind us, are mm-hmm. very much more phony. Phone. <laughs> it was phonies. It was phonies. Okay, Holden. <laughs> uh, oh, just speaking of uh, dumb. So when your kids, you remember there'd always just be like a rumor that like went around for no reason. Like, so there's a scene in Family Guy where uh, some character, like Peter, pretends to be playing a player piano, okay. and some guy sees he's playing, not playing, and he says, "Hey man, this guy's a phony." Like the whole episode, he's going around calling him a phony. Yeah. And there was like a rumor for some reason in my high school that if you watch the credits of that episode of Family Guy, he was credited as Holden Caulfield. Oh really? Because in Catch the Rock, yeah. And that was, was complete. But bo- no, oh. it's dumb. He wasn't even credited. It's just like additional voices. There's no, it, it, yeah. there's, there's no credits in Family. It's you know, it's Seth MacFarlane and Alex Borstein. Like it just lists them. It doesn't list them as like what they do. It's TV credits. Yeah. I have no idea where that kind of shit comes from, and it just back, exists. Back in the day when you could just lie and people couldn't look it up. I remember when the original Pokemon came out on Game Boy. One of this kid like spun this elaborate tale about how you could find this secret level called Tochipi's Garden. You can find this egg and you can raise it. And I was like. Oh, Oh my god! How do I find this thing? And there's always shit like that. Yeah, it was just like like or the one with the Pokemon. Like, oh yeah, if you look under like a truck, you get Mew. But yeah. you got to do it like forty times or something. And, yeah, like, do turn around in a circle. Yeah, it's always like it's really hard to do, <laughs> and then it's, and it's easy to do wrong. There is a a rumor uh, Super Smash Bros. You, know, you can get trophies. Mm-hmm. So there's there's a rumor that if you press a certain combo, any single trophy in that game was another character you could play as. And there's thousands oh. of trophies of all these niche. Could you imagine how hard we do with like program yeah, thousands would, of characters and not have the people who bought the game able to play them and not tell them about that code? Yeah, that'd be wild. I don't know. There's just something really. Maybe we're just being old old timers, but like that. We're definitely being old timers. Yeah, That's, we're just reminiscing about fun shit from back in the day. Yeah. I don't know. I just want to do a little a little shout out to to the Weebles to the E bombs. No, I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, Homestar Runner, Homestar was fun, Trogdor the Burninator, Trogdor is still the Burninator is classic. Uh, Homestar was weird. I used to like the strong bad emails. I think, really I, I think I, I think spe- I, more, I more focused on the strong mad emails than on the whole Homestar story because yeah. Homestar, I don't know, that was like maybe too alt comedy for me. It was like a lot of kind of awkward humor and just weird. Yeah, and then. Strong Bad was more my He's style, great. which is like very joke heavy, more irreverent. Yeah, I wonder if any of those are still running. I mean, like, because like, remember Madness? You watch Madness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wonder if that's still running. They were up to like part like ten when I stopped watching those. Yeah, and there was Madness Interactive, which is a that game, cr- genuinely incredible. Actually, a very good game. I was trying to find Madness Interactive the other day to yeah. play. It's like not available. Oh, that's such a bummer. Well, that's well, like, spin off of this Weeble stuff, so just custom Flash games. Yeah, like, on on Newgrounds, on addicting. Games. Oh man, I spent a lot of time on that shit. Yeah. Oh my god, and they were really really good. Well, de- like well designed addicting games for the most part. Yeah, and that was kind of before microtransactions and like monetizing every single yeah. second of free games. Yeah. Now these would probably just be apps. You know, but like I feel like uh, a unicorn adventure. You know, uh, oh, robot unicorn attack. Yes, on on we Adult Swim was are, probably the the biggest breakthrough. Of those my culture. our school was all collectively obsessed with robot unicorn attack to the point where if you looked at the Google traffic for robot unicorn attack, there was a spike in New Jersey. Really? Yeah, that's really interesting. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. The culture was weirder than in a before I went, but you know what? Maybe the kids now on TikTok or have that same weird sense yeah. of humor and creativity, and we're just missing it. Yeah, and Robert, that's good for them. Remember, your current attack was Adult Swim, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Adult Swim actually, it's probably still Adult Swim probably still has their games up just because they're yeah. on my cartoon. They have the budget to 
keep it all up. Man, they just Adult Swim is just unabashedly actually weird. Yes. In a way you forget because they have, you know, Rick and Morty and whatever. But yeah, Rick and Morty, which and you know the, the family guy reruns. Yeah. But then they have a lot of stuff that you like pickles the dog, it's like a Satanist dog. That yeah. they're like, We don't give a shit if you watch it. We just think it's funny. <laughs> right, Loiter Squad, yeah. are the Devil. Like very I, strange. Shows. I wanted to like Loiter Squad because I really I liked Odd Future. I, I mean I, I like, like I like Odd I like Odd Future. Um and it has like the the funny thing is the trailer was really good. I mean, this is the problem with comedy trailers. Like you could take like the five best jokes and make mm-hmm. a great trailer of an okay comedy. Um, and there, there's a really interesting thing with Lawyer's Card where one of the sketches where Tyler is a cop and he walks into an apartment where he got called for a domestic disturbance and it's just two of like the bendy, like the bendy men from like an auto lot. The, the wacky waving inflatable tube men? Yeah. yeah. But um, in the trailer, they just paired it with a bunch of dubstep and it was really <laughs> intense and really funny. And then in the actual sketch, it didn't have that. It was more serious. Yep. And for some reason, it worked way, I found it way funnier with the dubstep. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, though, there uh, one thing Adult Swim is fantastic at is the commercials or the little like interstitials that run in between all the programming when you watch it live. Yeah, uh, where it was just like weird little comments from like the programmers yeah. and stuff like that. Oh, that's reminds me of too many cooks. Too many. Like, yep. Yeah, I mean, how long is too many cooks? Thirteen minutes. <laughs> Do you actually know that? Yes, <laughs> I remember because it was this thing of like how, something went viral. A video went viral that is. 13 minutes long. That it is normally really has crazy. to be a minute and a half, you know? Yeah, like our on on Instagram, anything that's longer than five seconds is too long. Right. And that was everyone would <laughs> collectively be, hey man, you gotta check out this crazy thing. And it would be 13 minutes long. Yeah. And it aired at like 2 a.m. Yeah. once. And it just you know, at that point, you know it's just built to go viral anyway. But it's yeah. still too many cooks, man. What a time. Really, really funny. Yeah. Is that a fee- is that a movie? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna check if it's on Letterbox. Oh, actually, I'm I'm curious. And then we I don't think it, it might. Shit, I don't know because those. It it's certainly more of a movie than the it's special on Letterboxd. Yeah, too many cooks, directed by Casper Kelly. Tagline: Too many cooks. What else is Casper Kelly directing? Let's see. I know he did these other weird shorts. I think he just does these weird shorts. It looks like he did um, the Scooby Doo Project from 1999. Oh yeah, they, well they did this like Scooby Doo parody of um, of Blair Witch. Oh. Yeah, it was these like commercial when when Blair Witch came out, then Cartoon Network ran these like commercials and like these little like this thing, the Scooby Doo project. Um Oh, because Blair okay, I get it. It was like the the gang and the it was a weird thing. I didn't know he was a part of that. That's kinda interesting. And then it, he just got Night of the Living Dew. Oh. Uh final deployment for Queen Battle Walkthrough. It's like another weird uh adult swim thing. Oh, okay. Interesting man. Anyway, too many cooks. It is on Letterbox. I'm not going to log it. Michael, I <laughs> Michael, pray does not this listen is, to this, <laughs> this uh, episode. Is, Give him more ideas to be a fucking asshole about this shit. Yeah. Uh, Michael has logged it already on Letterbox. God damn it. God damn it. That's not a bitch. How would, got even, us. how would he even think to do that? Because his mind works differently from us because he's a psychopath. God damn it. I, I know. It's like his like wedding anniversary day and he's like out there like having a really lovely time. We were going to call him. It's like a bit. But like, son of a bitch. I'm just so mad. Yeah. I'm just sending bad thoughts this way, but I hope they kick in tomorrow. <laughs> uh, next, what's, what's the next topic? topic? Is Top Gun colon? Maverick. Oh yeah, Josh and I keep on getting yelled at on Discord about how we haven't seen this movie. Top Gun Maverick. It is very successful. It is making a lot of money. It is getting great reviews. It Everyone also, is yelling at me to see it. It also stars uh, Tom Cruise as the oldest pilot ever to be in a plane. <laughs> I'm 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 convinced that I'm not sh- I I did actually look it up because I was doing I was mm-hmm. doing a whole bit about how like like is he even legally like allowed to, to be in a jet would G's just like shoot his dentures out of his mouth yeah. and it's just like that should be the shot in the trailers just dentures floating from his face <laughs> in zero G. All right. Um. Apparently the oldest fighter jet pilot is 64, which really? is very impressive. Yeah. But I, I have to imagine there's not more than like one or two guys who are right. 64. I think they're mostly in their 30s. That makes sense. I think that's very old. It seems very old to be flying one of those planes especially. I think I'm too old to fly one of those planes. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Uh, they look small. It hurt my back. So, Top Gun Maverick. Um, okay, let me, I just want to clear the record, and I'm not going to say this on Discord because I want to force my friends to listen to my podcast. I'm only going to say it here, and then I'm going to tell them if they want my thoughts. They have to listen to this episode that's coming out in three weeks. Great. That's a great way to forge bonds with your friends. Let's go. It's fine. They hate me anyway. Yeah. Whatever. What are we going to do? At this point, relate in the game. Things are what they are. Yeah. Um, I am not actively avoiding it. I'm just not also actively like seeking it out because uh, I, ha- I find the original Top Gun kind of boring. I've yeah. never been able to really I enjoy it. it more than you do. Uh, I think planes in the military and all that, like the t- the subject matter does not really excite me anyway. Yeah. I, um, I also disagree on that, but that's fine. Uh, uh, and uh, I had a third one. Don't really remember it. But it's just another thing where it's just like not really. I, I'll say if, if if someone called me up right now and was like, hey, you want to go see this movie? 
uh, I might go see it. <laughs> okay. Or if, Je- or if Je- I don't know. If someone just invited me and I was available and I was like, sure, why not? But yeah. Like, I'm just like not actively seeking it out. Honestly, most of my downtime is being spent playing Elden Ring. Um, and I think Elden Ring's probably better than Top Gun. But it's Top Gun seems like people really fucking love it. I'm yeah. sure it's good. So that's, and then my like kind of related thing is that I don't have a problem with Top Gun 2 specifically. It's that it is part of a trend that I find really annoying oh. of all of these the late reboots. Either yeah, either both requels and also the corollary to the requels, which is all these really excessively old action stars that are grandfathered in yeah. from previous from the eighties and nineties. And I think that they don't allow room for new action stars. That's fair. Or they not that they don't allow it, but they, you know, they kind of take up the space. That's true. And well, it's we're in this weird thing where the action stars are either superheroes or the old old timers. Yeah. Or like comedians. Like Chris uh, Pratt. Oh, yeah. Chris Pratt's not really like a comedian. He's on Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah, right. right. He's, right. Not, he's like he's like an actor who is funny. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I bet he could if he really put his mind to it, he could do a great top tight five at the comedy store. I'm, I bet he's a funny guy. Yeah, seems good. Um Funny, I don't really have a take on Top Gun. It's, just, it's straight. It's it's incredible that they came out this late and it's still successful. I'm now annoyed. Everyone keeps yelling. At it me was to see filmed it. like six years ago or something. It was filmed before COVID, I think. But then I think they did reshoots and then COVID pushed it even out for even further because they wanted oh. it to be in theaters and they wanted it to be in theaters when it was like Maybe, really I, COVID. Was I feel over. like I was I was like kind of dating someone who was working on it like a long time ago. It's definitely been in production a long time. Yeah, and it's in development a long time. Yeah. Um, but you know, <laughs> since hey, the day Top Gun <laughs> one exited theaters, pretty much. Yeah. Um, you're seeing it later today, right? Yeah, yeah. I am. Let me know. I, I think I'm, 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 my thing is like, I believe everybody that it's, it, I believe them when they say it's good. I don't think they all have bad taste. I'm not sure that I'm not hundred percent that I will like it, but I, I'm, I'm very open to it. Yeah. I think I'm going to enjoy it. I just, everyone's yelling at me about it and that, it, that, it, that, let me say this. When I yell at people to see like, see movies, everyone just thinks like, oh, Josh is just being like, when I yell at you to see everything everywhere all at once or something. Like I feel like everyone just dismisses that as me being annoying as a thing they have to put up with. But when everyone yells at me about Top Gun, I'm the asshole suddenly. I yeah. thought we already decided yelling at people to see movies. It's fine. Yeah. There's obviously this. There's some subtext to why I'm angry here. <laughs> Great. I just feel singled out. <laughs> and people should see movies that aren't just big blockbusters. Yeah. But they should also see big blockbusters. Yeah. Anyway. Which, which we've decided are not movies. Right. They're super long. Super format. long format. Yeah. Super. Super, super long, long format. Form- for I was think, thinking format, and then I couldn't remember if that was format or form. Super long form. Um, next topic: uh, wrestlers who act. Yeah, John Cena, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Rowdy Roddy, Roddy Piper, Roddy Piper uh, Dave Tiny, Bautista, Dave Bautista, Tiny Tiny Lister. Oh, don't even know that one. He's um he's the guy who's got a wonky eye. He's Debo in Friday. He's also I haven't seen Friday. He's also you, Friday's great. You, you I'm sure I like yeah. It. Um, I'm, look, I'm just looking him up. He's also in Batman. Oh, that guy. He's in the Dark Knight. He's the guy that throws the, oh, the remote funny. out. I heard you say Tiny Lister. Yeah, it's Tiny. Uh, Tommy Lister. Tommy Debo Tiny Lister. Tiny is his wrestling name, I guess. They, he's listed here as Tommy, I guess, in, in yeah. his credits. I, 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 I know him as Tiny Lister. That's fine. I, I don't really know him as a, as a wrestler. I don't really know. The, but also, funny enough, I think a lot of wrestlers, um, there's other ones we're not thinking because I think there's a lot of like straight-to-video like what basically what John Cena was doing like before he was like a big star like the Marine style stuff. Mm-hmm. I bet you like Triple H has been in dumb action movies. I bet you. Uh, oh yeah, Undertaker sure. and like Brett. Uh, um, I don't. I don't know. Fucking Goldberg. I cannot name that many. Uh, Hitman. Brett Hitman Hart. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I actually can't name many wrestlers. I've I can't only, either. I used to. I've tried to get into wrestling. Me too. It's so so much just kind of laying around doing hurt acting. Yeah, because there's definitely this thing of like smart marks of like hipsters get into wrestling. And, and I want to be you, that. It seems like a fun thing to tell people like you know i like liking things that other people don't like because it makes me feel important yeah and smart but like i you just describe being a hipster 100 yeah. and that's why but i i just can't connect with watching wrestling yeah it's like i want to like i like it on a theoretical level but the experience of watching it is not pleasant to me yeah well it you you think it should be you know the big goofy plot lines and the you know the crazy but those takes place over like months actually that's, that's super long form really is yeah, yeah. that's the oh, I, oh my god so wait okay. so so the categories <laughs> in super long form are marvel uh like r- like mission impossible and wwe yeah 100 percent. actually yes they should be in the same category i'd be 100 percent okay with that i would love this award show yeah yeah, yeah. like best actor dr Sh- you know bendit cumberbatch dr strange and triple h and triple h <laughs> i think he's i think triple h is actually retired recently yeah i think i think i, all, mean, I think our, our touchstones for wrestlers are not recent no but I, they always come back whenever yeah. they want it's I, I assume yeah you know um 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, wrestlers being actors, I think pretty clearly The Rock is by far the most successful. Yeah. And then Cena's kind Cena's, of right his star is rising. He's Cena's really good. He's really funny. He's very, I think, to compare and contrast, I think The Rock at this point in his career is very, very particular about his brand and the kind of movies and roles he wants to do. He's kind of in the Will Smith zone. Yeah, very, very much so. I think that's how he's like modeled himself. Yeah. I think early in his career is more willing to just sort of like do do a movie and act act in it, you know, like do the Yeah, role. well he he'd be like in goofy kind of cash in comedies. Yeah. And he's also in um uh he was in Pain and Gain. Yeah. And he was in uh Southland Tales, which right. is a movie I bet he does not want people to remember he was in. It's, it's <laughs> insane and he's insane in it. It's, yeah. it's just I think it's incredible. I think he's incredible in it. Yeah. I think it's just very much not his current brand. Yeah. I'll say that. Well, because he wants to be very family friendly, very and not not only having family friendly movies, but his image as a man as being family friendly and family focused. Yeah, of. he's very much like playing on the his the self aware persona of how like big and manly and good looking he is. Yeah, kind of like all American. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's great. I do really like the Rock. I think Cena is a little at this point a little more willing to try to be more chameleonic, a little more like you know he's playing roles more. And I think he's also a better. Like, The Rock is funny, but I think Cena is better at actually doing jokes. Yeah, I mean, I think... And performing jokes. He's great in The Suicide Squad. Yeah. In, in one of our forgotten episodes. And Blockers. And blo- I haven't seen Blockers. Blockers, he's good in that. Uh, very funny in Trainwreck. In the yeah. two scenes he's in I haven't that. seen Trainwreck. Uh, he's uh, dating Amy Schumer in the beginning. Nice. And he's just, like, very weirdly insecure about his... Uh, um, like how in shape his, he is. His body, yeah. Yeah. There's a really great bit where someone, they're at a, uh, a movie theater and someone yells at him and says, calm down, Mark Wahlberg. And he freaks out because Mark Wahlberg is small compared to him. <laughs> like, Mark Wahlberg? You see, and he's like, starts bragging about it. He's like, I'm going to get Mark Wahlberg, ate Mark Wahlberg. That's like, really funny. Uh, he's very, very good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but like interesting for him because he kind of was in the cash-in zone for a while where he was doing like the Marine and 10 rounds and stuff like that. Yeah. And he, I guess, has done a very good job of expanding that out a little bit more and like taking the weirder roles and taking the more like the breakthrough roles for yeah. starting with comedies and then well yeah peacemaker and suicide squad's kind of his way of bridging the comedies and the action it's stuff. funny that like the super long form content kind of allows for like a prestige level that these guys wouldn't necessarily have yeah because i'm thinking back to like okay looking at like hulk hogan roddy piper mm-hmm. Like they're in shitty movie, not shitty because like they live is cool. I like they live a lot, but it's like a lowbrow movie, hundred percent. And but like, but the Marvel movies are kind of in this like zone. The long they're not movies. Sorry, they're super, the super long. long the Marvel super long form. Yeah, f- long forms, long form content. <laughs> the super longs. The super longs. The Marvel super longs are. Um, they're they're both like prestigious. They're very prestigious because mm-hmm. they're so exceptionally high budget. Yeah. But they're also lowbrow and that they're crowd pleasing. Yeah. So it allows these guys to exist in a high budget, high prestige form, but still playing to their skills, which is being crowd pleasing. Right. And I think what's interesting about the wrestlers is, I they they. When you were wrestling in the WWE, you were there every week usually. Mm-hmm. You were constantly talking to the crowd. You're doing a million jokes. Like you're kind of feeling it. Like I think they probably refined a really good sense of timing, especially, yeah. which is why but they're really good in comedy. They're performing. You're like it's like almost like stand up, but yeah, but also action. Yeah, but I think what's interesting, like to me, the best performances, like acting performances, are probably from Bautista. Dave Bautista. He's the only one that has kind of purely dramatic roles. Right. I mean, him... I mean, in, like Blade Runner, he's dramatic. Right. I think that's such a small part, but like a really incredible performance. Mm-hmm. And he's really good. I mean, he's great in the Marvel movies, too. Yeah. Um, and he's really good in uh, Dune. He's fucking oh. great in Dune. He's yeah, one he of the is, bad guys. Yeah. yeah, he is good in Dune. It's like... I mean, it's all going to like bring a lot... Obviously, like the makeup and the, and the fucking... Uh, um, the vibes, the energy of that mm-hmm. is doing a lot of work, but he's really menacing. Like, it's not... Yeah, for it's sure. It's more than just I'm a large man and funny makeup, but also, like, the choices he's making as a performer are great. Well, yeah, because there's, like, there's other examples of just giant... Actually, the I think the other guy in Dune, like, the, the youngest one who's just a giant man who's not as menacing. Yeah. He's, he's like, the... I think, I think I'm thinking the right guy. But there's, like... That's, like, an example of, like, just a big guy. Right. And he's not not doing any acting to be menacing. Right. Where Bautista is, is acting. Yeah. He's the strange because yeah, because all these other ones are doing these big borrowed action. And I'm sure Bautista has action movies we haven't heard of. Like yeah. the tw- the ten round his version of the Marine or whatever. Probably. Um but he is such a surprise too, because just because I guess Guardians really tapped into 
something like a certain vibe he has well he's it's comedy it's that he's funny well that too but like i mean he's very dour in blade runner like, yeah no no jokes but yeah but i think that w- that's like an outlier for him he's, oh and, I, and 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 dune well basically yeah. denny denny villeneuve tapped into some sort of soulfulness with him yeah and then james gunn picked up on a very specific style of comedy he can do yeah because yeah the whole thing about guardians is that he is like doesn't understand emotion right yeah yeah but he's trying yeah he's trying yeah he's he's trying. Has, he has that really really sweet moment in guardians one where he's like like kind of apologizes mm-hmm. like guardian one i think is so good good movie very good movie uh maybe the best marvel movie in my top few yeah it's hard to say yeah i like i mean i like iron man 3 a lot but i know that's like a bit controversial yeah um I mean, one of these days we should just do a topic. Just do like, let's just rant about Marvel for forty minutes. I was thinking about trying to watch every single Spider-Man movie, and we just talk about that. (laughs) That's a dumb idea. There's so many. I know it's it'd be kind of fun. Um, Yeah, so I don't know. The wrestlers being interesting, charisma, interesting. The ones who pop and who don't. Um, uh, I I don't know who's coming down the pike in terms of. uh, Yeah, I don't. I have. Yeah, once again, we haven't paid attention to wrestling enough. No, and it's always like I said, it's just it's slow. Yeah. For me, I know no 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 shade to people who love it, uh, but it's just not my literally not my tempo. <laughs> <laughs> a term that we've overused enough that it becomes relevant again. <laughs> um, What's next? Uh, next up is something we danced around a little bit, but let's wrap it up now. Fans. Oh yeah, we talked about this with Snyder. Yeah, I mean, I don't fans. The the amount of fan participation in. Uh, like pr- making producing decisions is uh, upsetting to me. <laughs> We're at this point where fans have a lot of voice. Yeah, they're, and they should not. They because they can kind of speak directly to creators on Twitter. Basically, like it used to be, you know, there were fan blogs, and mm-hmm. if you didn't read those, fine. But now, because it's all social media runs through just a handful of websites, yeah, you can very quickly get a sense of what the fan consensus on anything is instantly. Yeah, you know, it's not like you had to like if you were like reading a TV show, you maybe read some reviews, maybe go to a con. Yeah. But now you're like immediately like, you know, this is prompted by a deadline article, like fans in uproar about thing that happened on Charmed yeah. reboot finale. I don't know what the thing is. Nor do I care. Yeah. But it's it's it, it's bad that the fans had this that quickly and that virulently demand story decisions from their creators. Because the whole thing is like making a story by committee is almost always bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, the funny thing is like on a micro level, that's a problem with studios. Yeah. Is that stories are made by com- like a small committee of like, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, 10 executives or however many executives. Mm-hmm. But even that small of a committee, it doesn't it's it's just like a practical thing. You just can't make interesting decisions as 10 people. Right. And you and then you have the thing of like, well, are the fans one, you have to run the risk of misreading fans as what they're memeing about with what they want, like with the Morbius stuff. Yeah. Um, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, and but also it's just like fans don't know what they want. Always. Yeah, you know, you like, have to tell them what they want. Like, like, you know, like, because maybe what they want is just something like, you know, like when when you ship characters, and you want them to end up together. Well, maybe there's a good reason in universe those characters shouldn't be together. Just because the two actors have chemistry doesn't mean that's the story decision. Yeah, and also like the reason you like it is because it isn't happening. Exactly. Like I mean, you, the anticipation is what makes it interesting. Once it happens, it's gone. Yeah, and so I think there's this thing of you know fans can get entitled and like you know if a thing a bad thing happens to a character they like or if a, a ship doesn't leave sail report. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, you, you didn't see I'm groaning. The old inside. tortured metaphor report. I love it. Um, uh, and I think fans get upset as if there's some kind of betrayal. And our creators only. Uh, responsibility is to the story. Yeah, I'd say that creators don't owe anything to you fans. You are a fan. Yeah, honestly. The only exception is maybe just, you know, maybe just like Game of Thrones that like, you know, if you're with them for that long, you should you should finish writing the books, George. Yeah, even then, no. <laughs> Go fuck yourselves, fans. <laughs> quote from George R.R. R. Martin, apparently, yeah. who hasn't finished a book in, in 10 years. 12, 11 years. Yeah, he doesn't have to. Yeah, and, and you know, hey, he wrote the backstory for Elden Ring, which is my obsession, and I love it. So, oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, fine. Well, that's the funny thing is he, he literally the, the creator uh, um, of the games uh, had to take a Miyazaki. Like, went mm-hmm. to George R. Martin's like, just give me the backstory. Do not give me character. Do not give me plot, because then I will like I will have to change it because of like how to design a game. I just yeah. want you to tell me where everything is in this world. Smart. And so, like, that's the best thing for George R. R. Martin. It's a big story, just backstory. Yeah. But you don't actually have to, like, tell, finish the plot, just and where th- things that are. That is really harnessing the storytelling power of 
games. Yeah, it really like, is. That is actually understanding how it works as a medium. Yeah, I mean, I could go off on Elden Ring forever. It's 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 incredible. Maybe we'll do that next week. Yeah, that's fine. Um, anyway, fans are bad. The one yeah. the thing they did was Shut change, change the Sonic design. Yeah, even then, I kind of like how weird the original one was. Have you seen uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers? Why is half of it 2D animated? Oh, well, the joke is that... Um, you know, I've they seen were, the poster. Okay, so the joke is that one of them, Andy Samberg's character, had the 3D surgery. What? So the, the joke is they're they're 2D animated from like back in the day, and then like you know they were on this TV show. Yeah. It's like a Roger Rabbit. Oh. And so he's like, just to, to update myself with the fans, I went 3D. And like, and his the, he's the one who keeps trying to make the show happen, and the 2D animated one's the one who's like, oh, let's just leave it in the past. It's over. That's what that movie's about. Yes, they were. It's like a Roger Rabbit thing where they were on Chippendale Rescue Rangers, the show. They're actors. And then the show fell apart because Andy Samuels' character tried to go solo and it didn't work. Yeah. And then there become uh, they then it becomes Roger Rabbit and then there's this like noirish conspiracy about people kidnapping tunes. Is this good? Uh, I enjoyed it. Huh. Yeah. I t- it's not Roger Rabbit level, but like almost. Well, yeah, it's is. hard. Yeah, that's like a ten star movie. It's incredible. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's very fun. It's very tongue in cheek. That would be it's... a good lowbrow noir. Oh, uh, Roger Rabbit. Yeah. Yeah. Although, oh, the problem was we couldn't find a highbrow noir. I mean, yeah, there's like Chinatown and Fargo and stuff. I don't know. Chinatown and Roger Rabbit. Actually, they're both about LA. It actually, might be a good one. Chinatown and Roger Rabbit might be the closest. Shit, we gotta save this for the pod. <laughs> for the to the here be the here to not unplanned pod. Yeah. Um, I think you might like it. It's very. Uh, um, it's. I think it's very fun. It's very. It's a good comedy. I'm not saying. I don't think it's like an all time like. It's not Roger Rabbit. Is the is the only issue, and you can't hold that against. Yeah. It, but I think you thoroughly. Enjoy I mean, it. now I'm actually much more interested in it. With that premise, I thought I, I just didn't know what the hell it's was happening. It's very meta. It's directed by Kiva Schaefer from uh, Lonely Island. Yeah, love yeah. him. Um, and yeah, it's Andy Samberg and John Mulaney are the two of them. Well, yeah, I like them too. Okay, shit. Anyway, yeah. the reason I bring it up is because Ugly Sonic is in it. Oh, there's a whole routine about they're at these like uh, conventions, fan conventions, and like and there's another so- guy who is Ugly Sonic who got fired. No, as the whole the as a sign of how much Andy Samberg. Chip, Chip and Dale, whatever Dale yeah. would say, has fallen is that he's at the booth next to Ugly Sonic. Like, okay. that's the level of fandom of this, like, celebrity he is. That's... And so Ugly Sonic is there walking and talking and with the weird eyes and the weird teeth. Yeah. And so it gets you a sense of what it would be like to actually spend a, spend a time yeah. with this horrible... Fa- it's unpleasant to be around. It's the one that looks like a little boy, right? It's the one where, like, his eyes are far apart and he has weird teeth and just, like... His body shape is not a Sonic's body shape. He's got these like, weird stubby legs and arms and stuff. Yeah. Like, everything about that design is so strange and misguided. <laughs> it, like, makes me angry that, like, how it got there at all. It's so funny. Um, I don't know. I'm sorry if you designed the ugly Sonic. Yeah. By now. Please call us. We'll have you on the show. We... I mean, Actually, if we, I would, we would love that. That would be a scoop. I don't yeah. think anyone's ever taken correct, like blame for that. <laughs> I think we would. That would we would go off in the. We'd be so successful if we okay. pull that shit off. All right, ugly song creator. <laughs> if you're out there, get at us. I apologize for making fun of your horrible creation. Yeah. Uh, anyway, fans dumb. Don't know what they want. George R. R. Martin uh, should finish. <laughs> also <a book>. dumb. <laughs> should finish. Doesn't his, know what he wants. Should finish his books. But if he ever wants to write more backstory for Dark Souls games, great. Yeah. Uh, are we done? I think we're done. Recommendations, Cooper. Mine is Thundercloud. It's a surf movie. It's about this one really insane day at uh, Cloud Break, which is a surf break in Fiji. It does. The beginning is weird. It gets. It starts off with like the history of cannibalism in Fiji for no apparent reason, and it has these like bad reenactments. So skip like fifteen minutes in until they actually get to the day. Nobody's actually going to watch this anyway because it's a surf movie. But um, it's like legitimately very dramatic because it starts off with so there's supposed to be like a surf tournament at Cloudbreak, which is also like the best named surf break in the world. Yeah, Cloudbreak. Yeah, great. Um, there's supposed to be like a surf tournament there, and then there's this like giant ass swell that was coming in from a storm over by Australia, and like so then like there's like so the the first act of it is all these like surfers around the world seeing the notifications of the. Uh, of like the weather and be like, oh my god, we have to go to cloud break right now, and all like then it's like Avengers assemble of all these guys like booking flights to go to Fiji, and then the guys at the tournament they're like in the hotel and they just start see all, seeing all the big wave surfers show up and like what's going on? This is not good. These guys only surf like forty foot waves because <laughs> they're like different sets of guys who oh, do that. Gotcha. Yeah. Anyway, it's really good. And then like this is great footage and it's fucking nuts. Sweet. Yeah. Um, my recommendation is a. Uh, Graphic novel called Judgment Day, uh, written by Alan Moore, uh, with art by Rob Liefeld. Um, the idea is, uh, I was doing for research on a project. I'm, I'm kind of kicking around, and it's sold as like, uh, what would happen if a superhero went on trial for murder? 
Cool. Uh, but that's not actually what it's about. Yeah. Um, that's like sort of the setup for Alan Moore to get a very weird, lore-heavy Alan Moore-y kind of story. That's about, that Alan Moore I love. About how all stories are the same story. Like He is kind of obsessed with stitching stories. Like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, obviously, mm-hmm. is a combination of all those. And yeah. If you ever read the third League book, uh, The Black Dossier, the idea is that every single story ever comes can be linked together into one mythology. Oh, the myth arc? Yeah, basically. Everything from- Not the myth arc, the- um, The what? Like Campbell. Oh, no, it literally like, could be like, you know, like all like literally in universe. The monomyth is what I'm thinking of. Yes. Yeah. So his idea is that you can just stitch together all stories. And that's kind of what this is. And it sort of becomes this meta commentary about what we ex- how what we want from stories change over time. Mm. Like how like in the 80s, you want these gritty ones and the gold age superheroes are different. Like Tarzan and like the Edgar Rice Burroughs adventures and like the kind of Western stories you tell before that. And it's just his way of like kind of going through that, and it's it's very that part's very interesting. The, the the superhero on trial stuff is just his. I bet you he just had this kooky idea, and he was like, "I bet if I tell them that it was a superhero law thing, yeah, that they sounds right. Let me do it." Yeah. And, he, and the very interesting thing is that it's the artist by Rob Liefeld, who you you know is an artist, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I know that name. What's the thing of his? Rob, Rob Liefeld, very famous artist in the in the nineties, very acclaimed, but he's very specific. Very roidy, like everyone's incredibly muscular and oh, insane yes. proportions. So the women, especially. This is like, yeah, this is like the like '90s look of like Marvel comics, right? This is like how I remember. This is like in my mind what comic books are. He's very emblematic of some of the more problematic trends in how comic books were drawn. A lot of mm-hmm. it is body image stuff. Yeah. So it's like very impossible waste dimensions for women. Yes. And... So there's something really interesting like that breaks your brain about reading this very erudite, very complex and measured and deep Alan Moore writing with it. Then just like a, a panel will just be like a woman's butt in your face <laughs> with like an insane weird before. Like what's going, what's like... this called again? <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Day by Alan Judgment Moore. Judgment Day. And Rob Liefeld, I can lend it to you if you'd like, but I'm sure you could find butts on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this looks like he looks like Gambit. Oh yeah, that's not even like one of the main characters. Oh okay, yeah, the one on the cover who's like yelling. Uh, he's got like the headband thing and the yeah, hair. Yeah, he's like in it. I don't oh, know. Okay, but uh, oh yeah, this is this is like really '90s looking. Right, so it's like that plus this really complicated like the combination of that that and the Alan Moore is is, is that's, breaks your brain. A little that's bit. a really cool move. Uh, what the, using Liefeld. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and it, because the the uh, I think it must be bad design because part of the book is about the that era of comic books at all. Mm-hmm. It, uh, anyway, I'm go, I've been going off for a while and we got to get out of here. But yeah. Judgment Day, Alan Moore, Rob Liefeld, your thing, the, the Thundercloud, Thundercloud, the, the surf, surfs, the yeah. surfs, um, <laughs> like it's like the servant, like in Russia, <laughs> right? The surfs, <laughs> the vassals, yeah. Um, rate, review, subscribe, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook, HBLB Podcast, and uh, uh, share our stuff. Tell yeah. people about the pod. Keep listening. Uh, Give us recommendations if you have them. We love hearing from you, uh, Warhawks. We know you're out there. Yeah, <laughs> keep keep listening. on your keep your battle. Keep cry. on keep on hawking. Kaka. <laughs> Goodbye forever. Bye forever. <laughs>